0: 20-Minute Morning Show is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Carolina. Find out more at QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.
1: I will not sit down with uh, Louis Farrakhan, period, um, and I reject anybody who uh, preaches that kind of uh, um, bigotry and hate.
2: This is why white folks gotta ask all of you who are in positions of authority, what do you think about Farrakhan? And based upon how you answer, they can determine how live or dead you are.
1: Minnesota Democratic Congressman Keith Ellison expressed regret today for his past association with Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. The Washington Post fact checker in March gave you four Pinocchios for your claim that you have no relationship with him, and I want you to take a listen to Farrakhan talking in an interview That's wrong. about how you only—that's not true. And Farrakhan, the Washington Post fact checker did give you four Pinocchios Jake. about that. That's just true. Jake.
3: They—they they were wrong, Jake. They were Jake, wrong. They, I have no—I have not. It's untrue, Jake. I'm sorry, and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm disappointed that that's why you called me on your show today.
0: Over so again. We did not make those remarks. We did not make those remarks. You but put you're associating in. with a man and who so does I, what publicly. I will, what I will say to you is that I don't agree with many of Minister Farrakhan's statements. That's Specifically a, about Jewish people. As I said, I don't agree with many of Minister Farrakhan's statements. you, uh, you condemn I them? I don't agree with these statements. At the end of the day... You won't condemn the, it. No, no, no. To be very clear, it's not my language. It's not the way that I speak. It is not how I organize, and I think it is very clear over the 20 years of my own personal activism, my own personal track record, who I am, and that I should never be judged through the lens of a man.
3: Um, Why booking him caused people to deal with me any differently than Barbara Walters or anybody else that interviewed him. Even if you think I suck as an interviewer, I have the right to talk also. I didn't like that I was being dealt with different than other people who booked him at the same time,
4: the same month. And we're not doing anything, I assure you, formally or informally with Minister Farrakhan. Do you reject his support? Well, uh, Tim, uh, I can't uh, say to somebody that he can't say that he thinks I'm a good guy. Uh, Can you
3: hear the fear in these so-called black leaders' voices? The nervousness, the anxiousness. You can hear the trembling in their voices. You can hear the stuttering of their speech when they're asked, what do you think about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? We're going to talk about the Farrakhan litmus test that black leadership always has to answer on today's 20-minute morning show. Today is Thursday, July 25th. All right, y'all. I need some help dealing with this Cory Booker. He's running for president. And, of course, you know, everybody gets the fire test. Two weeks ago, he said that he was asked a hypothetical question, um, just like they asked Barack Obama, would you meet with Minister Farrakhan? And he said, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with meeting with him. You know, what's wrong with talking and discussing things? And then the other day.
5: I wanna ask about something that you were recently asked and that is about whether or not you would meet with Nation of Islam leader, Louis Farrakhan. He's unabashedly anti-Semitic. He said, quote, I don't, you said, quote, I don't feel like I need to do that, but I'm not one of those people who says that I wouldn't sit down with anybody to hear what they have to say. Is that still where you are?
1: Well, first of all, that, that is completely taking out of context, that larger conversation. Okay, give me the context. Uh, I, I, will not sit, I will not sit down with uh, Louis Farrakhan, period. Um, and I reject anybody who uh, preaches that kind of uh, um, bigotry and hate uh, towards other
5: Americans. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. I, I am so oh. tired of that baby Bond bitch. Oh. I hate Cory Booker. Really? <laughs> I hate him. You know, his solution to closing the, the wealth gap is to give every baby born in America a baby bond. Oh, really? That, that's his solution, yeah. Oh. And he thinks he's qualified to be president. I mean, he's not qualified to be president of Golden Corral.
3: Right. <laughs> he's like a, a one of black frat boys, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't know what time it is how can he represent a city as black as newark new jersey and say that you wouldn't meet with farrakhan when the minister's all over newark his footprint is all over newark new jersey all them black people there that love him and you know and this is the thing that i wanted to say every time a black man wants to rise in America, they always ask them what they think about Minister Farrakhan. It's the Farrakhan litmus test, just like they did with Barack Obama.
2: Uh, Senator Obama, one of the things in a campaign is that you have to react to unexpected developments. On Sunday, the headline in your hometown paper, Chicago Tribune, Louis Farrakhan backs Obama for president at Nation of Islam Convention in Chicago. Do you accept the support? of Louis Farrakhan.
4: You know, I have been very clear in my denunciation of Minister Farrakhan's anti-Semitic comments. I think uh, they are uh, unacceptable and reprehensible. I did not solicit this uh, support. Uh, He expressed pride in an African-American who seems to be bringing the country together. Uh, I obviously can't censor him, uh, but it is not. Uh, support that I sought uh, and we're not doing anything, I assure you, formally or informally with Minister Farga. Do you reject his support? Well, uh, Tim, uh, I can't uh, say to somebody that he can't say that he thinks I'm a good guy. Uh, You know, I I have been very clear in my denunciations of him uh, and his uh, past statements and I think that uh, indicates to the American people what my stance is on those comments.
2: The problem some voters may have is, as you know, Reverend Farrakhan called Judaism
4: gutter religion. Tim, I I think uh, I I am very familiar with his record as the the American people. That's why I have consistently denounced it. It, This is not something new. This is something that uh, I live in Chicago. He lives in Chicago. I've been very clear in terms of me believing that uh, what he has said is reprehensible and inappropriate, and I have consistently distanced uh, myself from him.
5: He's gonna be Barack Obama two It's just another Barack Obama. Yeah. So you really, I agree. Be buried.
2: I really agree with what what Sean just said. I, I they look at him as another Obama, which I don't think helps him. And I think Cory Booker really is irrelevant as far as the in the presidential race. He's he's yeah. no nah,
3: He's he's out of it.
5: And what makes you think Minister Farrakhan want to meet with Cory
3: Booker? <laughs> right. For what? And if actually, if he wanted to, he,
5: they've met. If before.
3: he wanted to,
1: he probably could have already done it.
3: Yeah, they've already met several times. They've already worked together on different projects. You know, one of the uh, the women in Newark, New Jersey, they have a great organization that supported the Million Man March. So, um, you know, I don't understand why black men always have to answer that question. It's a it's a test. They want to know what side of the fence you're on. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're pro-black. Or you want to be, be with white folk? Pretty much. It's the white folk. Take. You know what?
1: I'll say this much. I think it's a shame because, again, it shows you what are you really going to stand for. I'm sorry. If I said I was going to meet with the uh, minister, I would meet with the minister. And if uh, the Jewish party couldn't understand it, then I would have to lose their vote. Because <laughs> my thing is this. This is America. And I thought, in America, you're supposed to hear everybody's voice. And since a uh, minister, represents a population of Americans that we need to hear their voice, I think it does him a misjudge or a misservice to say he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't even talk to it. Right. So, so you so t- I have a problem with
3: that. I think about this. Why would you choose somebody that didn't, has stood up for you, somebody had has said nothing on behalf of black people? You would reject somebody that talks strong, is willing to give their life for you just because you want a vote just because you want white folks not to feel like uh you're you're non-threatening you know what i'm saying to make well, here's because,
5: because cory booker knows anyone that advocates for african Americans are anti-american that's what they consider you advocate for african-americans that's considered anti-american right. and cory booker knows it so that's why he is not going to be pro-black in any way shape or form
3: so I say, well, Cory Booker rejects the minister. I said, we should reject Cory Booker. You have dismissed yourself from Black America, and you're just telling us what They're going to ask Kamala Harris the same question. Y'all know that, right?
1: You know, I would beat him to the punch. I would show up with him and do the interview, and then have questions. I'd beat him to the punch. I would just show up. I would go on somewhere, on a show, make sure that I was with the minister, and say, what What do you gotta say now? Are you gonna to listen to what I say? Or are you more concerned about this, that, third? Because I think our biggest problem is what's going on now. We're listening to small minorities of individuals, but they seem to be ruling the day. That's why this gentleman in office, he says the crazy things he wants to say because of that minority that's following him.
5: Well, it's more than a minority. Believe it's it or not, it's, really large large problem, it,
1: it, it's yeah. just that they happen to be a, a, a verbal minority. Um, and, and if you look at their numbers it's not everybody but it, it's a, enough of the people that are making a noise that we keep paying attention
3: to it. I wish one day somebody would put me on national television and try to give me the fire contest <laughs> I'll show you how to handle that situation I shut every network down they'd be like who is this network? That's, yeah, that's why you ain't you going on That's why you ain't going on Yeah that's
1: why you
2: ain't going on
1: or the radio, for that matter.
3: <laughs> for more stories about what's happening in black America, go to our website. It is UINews.net. That's UINews.net for more stories about what's happening around the country concerning us. All right. Go to our website, UINews.net. Let's check in now, AK, and the 20-minute morning show feature called UIN Uncut.
2: This is UIN, Urban Internet News Uncut. I'm AK, along with Brooklyn Alexander. I don't quite know what's up with this, but I'm pretty sure there's something. U.S. President Donald Trump said he spoke with Sweden's prime minister about jail rapper ASAP Rocky and offered to personally vouch for his bail. Trump tweeted that during a very good call with the prime minister, he also assured him that ASAP was not a flight risk. The platinum-selling Grammy-nominated artist has been in custody over an alleged fight in Sweden. Urged on by the first lady and celebrities including Kanye West and Kim Kardashian West, the president has said in a tweet that he would intervene to try to free Rocky, whose real name is Rakim May. I want to say some more about this because I know there's more, but I just... Oh, man. I just don't know what the hell to say. But he is up to something. I guess he feels it's his way of looking out for black people.
0: Oh, hell no! proving Democrats can agree on something. The U.S. House voted 240 to 187 to condemn the racist language of Donald Trump in a series of Twitter communications. The president began a targeted series of racist comments on social media aimed at four female congressmen of color in the U.S. House. A roll call vote On the House floor, rebuking the president is rare. Only four Republicans and one Independent, who had recently left the Republican Party, voted in its favor. In an effort to address income inequality, and for the first time in a decade, House Democrats have approved legislation to raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. That, despite the bill, has a slim to none chance of being passed, and Donald Trump is unlikely to sign it into law. However, the outcome is important because it puts $15 as the new benchmark for debate.
2: The gates of the federal prison system swung open for over 3,100 inmates who were freed under the terms of a new law aimed at reducing the government's costly inmate population and easing their transition back into the free world. The mass exodus was triggered under a provision of the First Stepped Act, signed into law in December that increased the number of days prisoners can have shaved off of their sentences for good behavior. Officials said that most of those freed were released from halfway houses where they were completing the last portions of their sentence. The Philadelphia Police Department plans to fire 13 cops after it launched an investigation into racist and violent comments posted by cops on social media. The city's police commissioner said in a news conference that another four officers would receive 30-day suspensions before returning to service and a range of less harsh punishments would be given to other officers. The police force opened the investigation after the Plainview Project discovered Facebook posts from more than 300 Philadelphia officers that researchers felt could harm trust in local law enforcement.
0: When it comes to black women and breast cancer, the numbers are not in our favor. Yes, we do have a slightly lower rate of the disease, but statistics prove black women are 42% more likely compared to white women to die. Furthermore, over 33,000 new cases are expected to be diagnosed this year. And of those, over 6,500 are expected to not live. Even more alarming when compared to whites, black women age 35 and under are twice as likely to get breast cancer and three times more likely to die. Take action. Be informed. Take care of yourself as well as you take care of others. Talk to your health care professional. Get a breast exam and do monthly breast checks. Read up. Don't fear cancer diagnosis. Early detection saves lives. And the life you save could be your own. You've been listening to
2: UIN, Urban Internet News Uncut, on the B.J. Murphy 20-Minute Morning Show. For more news and information for and about people of color, visit the Urban Internet News website at uinews.net.
3: Thank you for listening to the 20-Minute Morning Show, a podcast production brought to you by Inside Urban Media, written and produced by B.J. Murphy from our Charlotte, North Carolina studios. Please subscribe to the show, and you'll be alerted when our daily episodes are published weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Our daily contributors are Sean Sunday, a.k. from the UIN Uncut News Team. And for more news about and for people of color, go to our website, uinews.net. And we'll see you on the next episode of the 20-Minute Morning Show, wherever podcasts are played.
0: 20-Minute Morning Show is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.